Because this is the podcast. I need to do the intro. Why do you need to do the intro? Because it's the tradition. Mm. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie. And the overwhelming power disparity that exists within this podcast relationship is... Not existent. It's it's coming to a boiling point. And the podcast should end. Um, Conveniently, it's also close to the real end. True. We watched episode 7 of season 6 of Glee today. It's called Transitioning. Yeah. Um, there is a great quote from the Wikipedia page that I'm going to pull up re- uh, really quickly here about the critical response, but Sam, hit me with the stats while I'm getting it. Sure. I'll get so, yep. Uh, so this originally aired on February 13th, 2015. Happy Valentine's Day. Mm. A little early, but... Um, and it had 1.81 million viewers, which is up from last week's 1.58 million. I'm glad they didn't do another Valentine's episode. Me too. So, um, Brandon Nowak from the AV Club stated that the episode, quote, isn't anywhere near as insulting as I expected, which is almost the same thing as being good. I, I actually agree with that. That yeah. is a very good response to this episode. That's why I read it. Yeah. It's almost the same thing as being good. Almost. you, because, like, by the way, the, the show is bad. <laughs> right. Which, yeah, so, immediately, you hear the name... We are going to be talking about trans people because they are characters in the show. Well, there's two of them. <laughs> well, yeah, no, there are two of them in the show. Um, and I guess uh, when you hear the that, argument, there are more, but like they're not out if they exist. Right, but y- when you hear that, based on you know our history with Glee, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be bad just oh, yeah. off the bat because they have not done a very good job of handling any of these concepts or no. any of these topics. It's been written it was written by Matthew Hodgson. Cool. On a roll, writing a few apps. Yep. Um and directed by Dante Di Loretto. Okay. Cool. The I've never heard that name Lee. before. Yeah. Sure. Um we go right into the episode without a recap. Yep. We are in rehearsal for Vocal Adrenaline. Yes. Um they're singing Shot to the Heart. Well, it's you give love a bad name, but isn't I looked it, it up. Isn't it a mashup? No, it's just oh. Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. Well, Bon Jovi should name their songs better for good um, SSO. Um, and they're rehearsing, and we see a sequence where Will is looking at like a, a like a shitty car with a muffler well, dragging on the ground, which is a reference a, to the yeah. pilot. It's a psych. It's a psych out because we see the muffler dragging, yeah. and then we move to a much nicer car, and it's Will driving that car. And it's instead. Will in a big SUV. Yeah. He's a total scumbag. Yeah. He's embraced he, material wealth and yes. is lavishing. Yes. Um, he's also late to rehearsal. He, okay. No. Okay. He, what he says... So there's a monologue going through all of this where yes. Will's just talking about how much he loves all of his material things, yeah. which would be a great moment for Material Girl. <laughs> well, I the, think that would be a great song for Will to sing. Well, the problem is that he loves male groups from, like, the 70s and 80s, mm. which is why Vocal Adrenaline is doing Bon Jovi. Is it so. why they're doing Bon Jovi? I feel like Vocal Adrenaline would choose their own set list. I feel like Will is giving them the set lists, though, because he's the one who yeah. chose the weird 
like the Devo and stuff yeah, for the Yeah, he's supposedly invitational. choosing the set list and doing the choreography, but we never see Will actually doing any of this teaching. So right. I don't know if I believe it. Also, yeah, no, he loves his new awesome life because he has so much stuff. Yeah, he shows up to um, the auditorium where VA is rehearsing, and in the monologue, it's like, most, most of the time, the kids show up early and start rehearsal all by themselves. And I'm like, bitch, no, you're late to rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roll it in yeah. late with coffee. Yeah. We see him talking to, um, like, either the principal of Carmel High booster. or, like, a booster yeah, person. It's, it's a booster. It definitely, like, Buddy Garrity vibes from Friday Night Lights, which is sure. not a reference you'd understand, but right. he owns the used car dealership and puts a lot of money into football. That's right, well, sort of the vibe of this guy. Yeah, because he talks about how his flaming gay son doesn't play football, but this is an opportunity for his son to still win and yes. be a champion, so he throws so a lot of money into it. He's supporting Vocal Adrenaline, which is... Yeah. Very nice. We stand a supportive father. I um, don't. Even if, even if they don't understand what the fuck is going on. Well, no, I don't. Okay. I mean, obviously, this is like the crux of this episode, but Vogel Adrenaline has like this like weird obsession with just winning at any cost. And I, it's just... I like them for it. They do. There is a whole monologue. We'll get to it, actually. So did you notice how the um, the booster guy had a very weird like Borat delivery of my wife? He's like, my wife. <laughs> No, my no. wife loves this stroller. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, so he gives Will a stroller, um, and we find out later in the episode that this stroller costs, quote, the same as a mortgage payment, which is like, that's, what? That's too much. But, yeah. uh, and also, do Will and Emma have a mortgage? I thought they were living in an apartment. Yeah, I don't. I think Will's just using that as a, like, reference I point, guess. but, like, it doesn't make sense if you're not paying a mortgage. No, and there's, uh, so <laughs> the, um... The Buddy Garrity character's like count, tells Will he's counting on a win. Yeah. Very um again Friday Night Lights sure. like oh yeah. we're we really need a win for this one. Yeah. We'll, it, well, we'll it's very it, it's very high school sports, which yeah, is like totally. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we see Will and Emma. Um, who, she's alive. She's alive. Emma, who is alive? <laughs> They're walking their baby in the park. Yep. And um, Will's like, oh, why don't we let him out to play? He is like a full-on toddler baby. Yes. <laughs> Which, it's been how long? I guess it's been a few months. They're also in coats, so it is cold. <laughs> is um, it? And Emma's like, no, we're not letting the baby out in the park. They're germs. They're germs? Yeah. And then Will's like, <laughs> I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. My life. <laughs> Um, so, Plain and Rachel come up to them in, okay. in the park. Okay, yeah. So, just to clarify, before we get into, like, the meat of what's going on, Rachel and Blaine are wearing, like, full-on, like, blazers and, yeah. like, actual suits. Yeah. We're led to believe that they came from work. But, okay, but they, were, they were in the same parking lot right. for this incident to happen. Right. And, like, what parking lot is this? Is I'm, it I'm assuming McKinley? it's McKinley. Why is Blaine going there? He's been, literally, he's there for the entire episode. Yeah, without any explanation. No. and He has a job. Yeah, so here's part of why I'm, like, can, like this scene doesn't make any sense. Blaine wearing a blazer kind of makes sense. Rachel has never worn a fucking blazer to work in her life. This is uh, the only time we've ever seen her in an outfit like this. She's worn blazers in the well, past. to work, specifically. We've seen her working, and she wears, like, normal Rachel outfits. She doesn't do a lot of work. Well, she goes to work. <laughs> she goes to the school yeah, and pretends to be a teacher. Recently, when she goes to school to be a teacher, it's, like, just sort of minimal to no clothes. Right, exactly. On, she on, wears, like... 
Like, she wears, like, shorts and... Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, she looks cute. I fully support, like, (laughs) all of her outfits. She looks adorable. But it's not, like, professional wear. Right, which this is. And it's only to emphasize that they're covered in egg remains. That they were eggs. Yeah. There is no vegan joke here. um, As opposed to the last time Rachel got egged in a parking lot. Where they did emphasize that she's a vegan. And that, like, these baby... Like, these chicken fetuses... Will haunt her. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was funny, and they should have mentioned it again, and maybe even had, like, a weird flashback to Jesse St. James doing the egging, because he did a better egging job than these Carmel High kids, in my opinion. Well, it wasn't personal this time around. No, it wasn't like Jesse St. James going up to Rachel just smashing an egg right on her head. (laughs) Yes. Instead, it's like Carmel in a semicircle just pelting them with eggs. Yes, and we do get a nice slow-mo, like, dramatic shot of the two of them getting pelted, which is pretty good. Um, But yeah, the other thing is we don't know if Rachel's vegan anymore. No, there was, like, an offhand ma- mention in, like, New York where she says something about, like, not being vegan for some reason. Or, like, yeah. but, yeah. I just thought that was, like, a fun character trait. I thought it was, too. I wish that it was more prevalent. Because but... it sort of shows that Rachel has thoughts and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And just caring. I love to laugh. <laughs> okay. So we go to Will's tolerance speech. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's pulled out, he's rolled up a whiteboard so <laughs> he can the write the, right yeah. into the VA auditorium to write the word tolerance to yeah. show them that they're going to do a lesson, just like he does for New Directions, about tolerance. And he can't believe that his kids would do something horrible like this egging. Right. And I was like, Will's kids? Like, you barely know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, we see Clint... Who yes. is the main bully for yes. Will's Adrenaline. He's, like, sort of the leader. He's yeah. wearing a turtleneck, which is A little queer yeah. Yeah, he is wearing a vest, also. He also has a lisp, as you pointed and out. And a lisp. Um, and he, but he does seem pretty evil. He does. No, he's very evil. Um, he loves bullying Will. Yes, which, to be fair, he has lots of reason to, but... Yes. Um, and he's like, we don't care about... <laughs> your shitty lessons. About your shitty lessons. His, uh, there's a, a girl yes. who's sitting next to him who's like, yeah, we don't care about tr- the transgenders or, or well, whatever. No, she, she, she says... She doesn't say anything too offensive. Right, no, no, she's like... This is a little later in the scene, but there's a bit where she's like, yeah, we don't care if you're gay or straight or trans or cis or whatever. We care about winning! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so Will. Clint also is like, we're not afraid to be the villain. (laughs) Right. Which, so he. (laughs) We're just, we're just bold enough to want to win, and that's all. Which, so he mouths off to Will at the beginning of the scene, and Will calls him a smartass, which is not something the teacher does. Don't be a smartass, Clint. (laughs) But yeah, so then Will does an example before we get to this, like. I, I, in my notes, I called it a war crime. This this song? Yeah. Okay, um it's so just it's Will Raps Macklemore. Right, so yeah, it's same love, Macklemore. Yeah. Um with surprise guest, Unique. Okay, yeah. Thank God. Unique is here, thank Christ. Yes. She is in like a full beaded gown. I mean which is like a weird vibe for the song and the space that she is performing in. I mean I think it's lovely. I love the It's dress. a beautiful gown, yeah. but like, okay. Dress the character more appropriately for the song. For I mean, one, because otherwise it makes it seem like a costume. Yeah, and it's they have perpetuated this problem for a while that like unique's transness is a costume. I mean, <laughs> like they I they mean, portray in, her as like a drag queen, which is not what trans people, all trans people are. The the problem is that she is played by a gay man. Yeah. So she, like, the actor is being a drag is, queen. Is in drag. Yes. 
But, look, I mean, it's just, we I mean, need to I, make more clarification here. Right. You well, know? But my, my thing They're is... They're sort of stepping in it. I mean, I I can see where that argument is coming from, but I can also see that there is a, a valid characterization of Unique, that Unique would be the type of person to wear, to the, wear the full the, beaded gown. Yes. Yeah, that is... Yep. She loves to perform. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, does. so anyway, so they do Mac more. I, I will say. Not, I'm not happy with the costuming for most of this episode. Sure. Especially because Unique is always in heels where she can't move. Like, <laughs> right. they're so tall that she can't go anywhere. Right. Which, yeah. Um. So to discuss this song, um, I'm just not a big fan of white male rappers that yeah. take on the causes of minorities. Yes, like, this, that's kind of shitty. This song is, like, sort of like the ally flex. Right. Like, that's what this song... That's the meme of this song, right? <laughs> right. When I, was, I was, when I was in first grade, I thought that I was gay. Right, exactly. Which, I mean... Come on. Again, I, I like the message of the song. It's nice, but... And Unique it's sounds so, great. It's so on the nose that Will is the one singing this number because yeah. he is... So much like the Macklemore character of being like, oh, I'm the app, like I'm the one taking on all of these troubles for all of these minorities, and it's like I, I am the bringer of tolerance. Exactly. I am the tolerance messiah. Right. I will rap Macklemore for these kids. Right. So, which like, okay, well, that's enough. <laughs> it's time for you to shut up. Yep. We go next to McKinley, where we hear Sheldon Beast monologuing. Oh, and just a note on the last scene. We yeah. do finish it. Clint tells the new the, oh, tells oh, the yes, adrenaline yes, yes, that yes. they're he he's come up with a brilliant plan that they should all pretend to be transphobic to throw the warblers and yeah. new directions off of their game so they well, can win sectionals. Yeah, he's like, we need to just stir shit so that they lose a week of practice time right. talking about tolerance. Right. And I'm over here like, bitch, you don't need to do a prank. They're like, gonna they're do gonna it gonna anyway. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, so we're back at McKinley. Uh, Sheldon Beast is here. Like you said, there's a monologue uh, where he talks about being a new person and getting back to his life and things like that. There's a lot of stuff about, like, feeling normal. Well, wanting to feel normal. Wanting to feel normal and, like, uh, feeling like a new embodied normal, which is interesting. We see Sam and Sue come up to Sheldon. Yep. And they're very supportive. Yep. Um, Sue tells Sheldon that Sue's now battling cisnormativity and transmisogyny at McKinley. Sure. And Sheldon's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I wrote down that um, Sam is, as per usual, not super great. At, like, no, but he's, like, obviously trying, I guess. Right. Sam is, like, playing the bumbling idiot. But she um, always does yeah, which for he, everything. Which he does do. I guess, like, he's sort of the the um, writer's, like, insert. Right. <laughs> like, teach this person what a trans means. Yeah, like, exactly. Because <laughs> um, Sam's like, oh, I have this list of pronouns. Which? There's Zer and, like, he, she. But, and it's like, hey, bro. No. The worst one, though, is it. Um, <laughs> okay, it can't be a valid pronoun. It, um, if, it, if it decides yeah, to I use know, it. I know, but it just feels like Sheldon is presenting masculine, yeah. and like, like offering I, well, an option to call a trans person it is just I not my favorite thing. I think the best thing to do in this situation, what the show should have modeled, 
is just asking. asking. Yeah, what pronouns do you want yeah, me to use? You don't need to present a list of like, oh, isn't it funny that all the social justice warriors come came up with Z and Zer? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> just ask. Yeah, right. Which anyway, so um, then, it's not. It's not funny. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's just jokes just aren't funny. No, and it's just mostly they're it too, makes me cringe. So they're too niche, right. For like straight people to understand, because um, pronouns make them uncomfortable. So it's not. It's not like a joke, right? Um, and for people who are more quote unquote woke, like a pronoun <laughs> joke just comes off as like insulting, right? It's no, stupid. Like, like, like I said, I wasn't like I was like no what like that's not something you should ask. No. <laughs> Which anyway, so and, and shouldn't okay shouldn't the goal of somebody with a platform be to like model educate, how yeah. this these, this pronoun <laughs> conversation could happen so that it's not horrible? I don't know. Um. Sue tells Sheldon that McKinley is now a quote fully gender fluid high school. I wrote that down too. What does that? What? What? What does that mean? Are there no more gender roles at McKinley? Because like, okay, or is McKinley the school itself? Well, that's that was my thought. Was McKinley fluid. itself is gender fluid now? And I was sort of thinking like, is the show from the perspective of McKinley High School? <laughs> Because it is a magical building. We've talked about it before. Oh, God. But that doesn't explain with, like, the New York bits. The New York bits, it's because it has, like, a mystical connection to sure. these characters. Oh, great. Yeah. I don't... I just... I mean... My favorite my favorite pairing from the whole show is The Loft and McKinley High School. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well... They get too kinky. McLoft. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it is nice... Um. And in this scene also, Sheldon reiterates that he just wants things to be normal. Yeah. He just wants to be treated normally. Just be normal, kittens. Yep. Not hard. Okay, we see uh, Rachel telling Sam about a dream that she had. <laughs> let's just, okay, let's just one. Let's just spend a second talking about this. Yeah. She says she dreamt that she was back on Broadway and, yeah. quote, there was so much pudding. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pudding dream. Which... We've seen Rachel on stage before in her dreams, and they right. have been weird. Yes. Uh, I guess they didn't do the pudding one because it'd be too much cost. Well, but also the pudding. Also, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Rachel's delivery makes it sound like it's a good thing, but I have no idea. Who knows? Which, but anyway, she but got, she was yeah. woken up yes. because uh, the pounding of the, the soul sign. Yes. Um, in her yeah. front yard woke her up because yeah. uh, her house has been sold. <gasps> right. Which, yeah, she re- she reveals that she's been sabotaging the yes. sales attempts by pretending to be the grudge in the shower. Um, yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah, full, like, Momo <laughs> yeah. vibes. Yeah. And, like, the family that sees her is terrified. Right, yeah, including the including the real t- Yeah. <laughs> so. I'd be too. Um, so we see New Directions getting called back together in the next right. scene. Oh, well, no, no, no. Yeah. We can't skip over this detail, which what? you pointed out when you watched the first time. So Sam tries to pull the homeless card, and Rachel's yeah. like, don't do that to me, and then walks over to a trash can and pours her entire mug of coffee into the trash can. That is wild. She pours a liquid into the trash can, and, like there's a sink there. And she- <laughs> Okay. Just, like, what? That is like. <laughs> it's such a weird blocking for the. 
it's weird blocking, and also, like, is this Rachel's white privilege? Like, does she not understand that you can't pour liquids into a trash can because she's never had to take the trash out? Like, I don't understand. Maybe she tried the Sam special where you dump, like, an entire thing of sugar sugar. into it, and now it's a liquid. Now it's a solid. Yeah. Now it's just a solid that you dump into the trash. (laughs) you just turn over the mug and it's like... Exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh... So we see New, Re- New Directions getting called back together in the next scene uh, yes. to support Rachel. Well, That's why they're all at McKinley, is to yes. support Rachel in this trying time when her childhood home is being sold. And by New Directions, we don't mean all of New Directions. We mean just, like, the original core just, plus yeah, Kitty. Just like, um... And Blaine. Just like the people who don't go to school here. Exactly. Mostly. Yes. Uh, except for Kitty, I guess. <laughs> yep. Kitty goes to school here. Yep. Um... Well, and Sam works there, I guess. And Kurt also, maybe? Yeah. But yeah, they, they kind of lead the little What do you shebang. think Kurt is, like, telling his professors at Miata to, like, make this count for credit? <laughs> I mean, he is technically there. Yeah. Showing up as most of the grade, <laughs> I assume. I suppose you're right. Um, like, it, he can, and, like, he's been working on lessons and stuff, so. It seems like mostly what he's doing is supporting Rachel. <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone is doing. Mercedes even says it in this scene, which shows that the show knows that they're doing, like, a yeah. weird, shitty job here. Because Mercedes is like, I just I mentored I spent her. a whole week mentoring her. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, why? Okay. So Rachel says herself in this episode, she's like, oh, before high school, I was just sad. And I sang to pictures alone in my room yes. of Patty Lapone. And yes. <laughs> I hate the listing that she does there. <laughs> Stupid. But, like, okay. Rachel really got all she wanted from high school. She has this whole, like, fleet of people to emotionally support her. Yes. She also had a loving relationship that was kind of toxic from the outside, but, you know. And then he sort of tragically died, which gives Rachel a lot of emotional um, power. Right. And also she got on Broadway, like, immediately out of high school. So she got everything she wanted, but... But it's just not good. It fell apart because she was an idiot. (gasps) She's just too emotional. Right. Okay. Uh, we go to the parking lot next. Yes. To see some pretty gross vandalism on Sheldon's yep. car. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say it. It's no, don't say it. It's, there's a hard T, but we're not, yeah, let's not say it's, it. It's coach hard T word. Yeah. Which, like, should you really be using that kind of graphic slur in TV? It's like, okay, it's like, say, Mercedes, or one of the other three black characters that have ever been on the show, like, go out to their car and see the N-word on their car. Yeah, I mean, Like, okay, it yeah. is different. It is very different. But, I mean, but, like, there's a similarity there, which, like, I feel like... There's in, a similarity in that both of those words are toxic and should right. not be proliferated. Right, well, like, and they think they've used the hard F before in yeah, regards they, to a gay character. they have. So, Multiple times, actually. Right, which makes it, like, I feel like... In ten years, all of that will be, like, very frowned upon in... And it already is, obviously. But, like, I feel like this is an example... Like, this shows that Glee was in a certain time mm-hmm. where people were, like, not really on board with, like... Yeah. Saying that we shouldn't say nasty things to people. Um, well, is but... the argument, like, oh, this is showing just how bad, like, these workers <laughs> is treated? Like, is that the argument for using it? I mean, I don't know what the... I feel like the argument for using it is that the vocal adrenaline kids know a bad word and they used it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, so we see Will and Sheldon in Sue's office, like, yes. debriefing after this vandalism. Oh, it was written in jock straps too, which is what's, I like, thought it was just, like, toilet paper, but jock straps. There were jock straps on the car. Okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, that's fine. Well, wear- it's not. It's offensive. Well, it, like, do they wear them for vocal adrenaline performances? No, I think they just did it because it's related because to it's, gender. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but anyone can wear a jock strap. That's so. true. It's just, anyway. So and I'm, you know, Sheldon's very industrious. I'm sure he just got them up and washed them and gave them to the football players. Uh. Um, so Sheldon tells, Will's like, Oh, that's horrible, but, like, why am I here? Right, yeah, Sue shows and, me picture and stuff, yeah. And Sheldon's like, well... It was... The- <laughs> I was... I, I, I'm not really surprised that I've been... Uh, that a hate crime happened. Right. Um, But they wore Carmel colors, well... And also, yeah, pretty much just established that they were vocal adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. And Will's like, oh, my kid. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, yeah. Okay, then we go to the choir room. Yeah. Where Rachel is introing the week's lesson. Which, I mean, go this ahead. is amazing. Buckeye Bullseye. Buckeye Bullseye. All, it's all oh, artists from Ohio. Yeah. Marilyn Manson. Which the twins get very excited about. And Kitty should too. Isn't Kitty a Marilyn Manson fan? I think so. Which, it's sad that this lesson got cut. Yeah. I completely agree. Especially because, so, at the end of the episode, we see a list of, like, their, like, not good lesson ideas, and it's just, like, I would rather, I would much rather see the bad lessons than this tolerance lesson. No, totally. Totally. Because this tolerance lesson is just preaching. Yeah, yeah, Kurt takes over. Yeah, Kurt takes over, and is like, actually, the lesson is about transitioning. And then the music comes in, like, the plinky piano music, like, oh, like, we should be excited about this. Um, PSA! So Sam already blaming Kurt over Cher about Rachel's life. Yep. um, About how her childhood home is being sold and how she needs extra support right now. Yeah. And they propose a party in Rachel's basement and invite everyone to it. Yes. And Rachel's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I wrote, it becomes an intervention for Rachel, question mark, which is so weird. And the teens are like, as in like the people who are actually in this club, they're like, oh, so are we doing sectional stuff? And they're all like, no. No. Um, And then they pull out the Wheel of Musical Fortune. Yes. Oh, Artie is here. Yes. Should we we discuss why or, like, try to figure out how or just, like, accept it? I think he got kicked out because he plagiarized that scene from American American Beauty. Beauty. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's legit. Um, So the... The Wheel of Musical Fortune has everyone's names on it. Yes. Um, and is a wheel. Yes. And Mercedes goes first. They're spinning it to figure out who's going to do a duet at Rachel's birthday. Sorry, not birthday. Basement party. <laughs> right, yes. Kind of the opposite of a birthday, the getting kicked out of your home yeah. party. Um, so they spin the Wheel of Musical Fortune. Mercedes gets Roderick. And yep, is like, and wait, which one is that? Yeah, doesn't know who it is. Um, which oh, just you? Oh, goes, you're, you're great. Goes to show that this show sucks. Um, and then uh, and then Kurt goes, and uh, he cheats to force A it to deception. be Blaine. Because <laughs> yeah. Artie and Blaine are right next to each other on the wheel, and it yes. looks like it's uh, going to be on Artie, and then we see Kurt's hand do a push. Yes. And, and it's on Blaine. Which, okay, how did he force that? Like, because he spins it pretty hard. Yeah. How was he confident that it would land close enough to Blaine that he'd be think, able to cheat? Uh, listen, I don't think he was confident. I think he just, like, went... Saw went, an opportunity like, and oh, took it? Well, it's close to Blaine. Might as well. Oh, uh, anyway. They're in love, I yeah. guess. So it cuts to the hallway where they're where 
Kurt and Blaine are talking about this. Yes. And uh, Blaine is like... I'll sing with you, but don't bring it up to Dave. Yeah, don't tell Dave, um, which is weird. (laughs) Not great. Um, And, okay, so Kurt's like, yeah, it shouldn't be weird. We don't have any feelings for each other. Right. Or or Blaine says that. Like, one of them says that, and then... Yes. So Blaine's like, yeah, it should be fine. We don't have any lingering feelings for each other. And Kurt's like, obviously. And then there's like a, a... um, it leaves like a 10 second pause in the dialogue where they're like, hmm? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That not like, they don't make that noise, but their eyes do that. Their eyes make that noise. Yeah. Have you ever had squeaky eyes? It really, it's very <laughs> obvious. No, anyway. You need to yeah. my drops in. But, um, yeah, like, <laughs> this is just getting ridiculous. Yes. It's like. The actors are fed up with this bullshit that they're yes. like, yeah, we get that our characters are going to end up together. Like, why are we <laughs> yeah, why, why we have to? time? Yeah. Um, so then we move to the next scene. Sam and Spencer um, come into the teacher's lounge to talk to Sheldon and demand to know the names of the, quote, rock lobsters, which I think is the best yes. thing that anyone said so far this episode. Okay, I love Spencer. Yes. Spencer's well, awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's like, we're going to go kill those rock lobsters. Like, yep. he, he is. Like angry, yes. Um, he's like, we're gonna kill them to let them know that if they ever mess with any of us, so they can't mess with any of us. Yeah. And um, Sheldon interrupts him and is like, "Oh, you're a part of the team." <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> all I wanted was for you to be a part of the team, uh, Spencer. And yeah. then congratulates Sam for doing that. Yes. Tells um Spencer to be more chill. Right. And tells him to go back to practice. Yes. Which like, why is Sheldon sitting in the teacher's lounge? in the middle of football practice it's not explained i guess sam took over and sam is still running this and one now for some reason sheldon is just like teaching I, or at, or maybe maybe sheldon just let sam take some practices because sheldon sheldon's not doesn't want to do it like yeah i guess um but anyway yeah so it, yeah. they they sheldon tells them not to escalate it don't retaliate um and also compliments them because that's nice and so then we move to Will reprimanding vocal Sheldon's adrenaline. so supportive. Sheldon's great. I mean, and Sheldon has always been great, is the yeah, thing. Like, Sheldon's Sheldon has, a really good character. Sheldon so. has always been so nice to the kids. Yeah. Doesn't cross boundaries, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, see, that's... The problem is, our only real comparisons are Sue and Will, and they have been so blatantly bad about not, like, crossing boundaries yeah. that... Yeah, it's not that hard. At least, at least Sheldon doesn't, like, touch people. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> invite their students to their basement party where they drink alcohol. Yeah, anyway. uh, instead, Sheldon just says, like, nice, uh, folky, folksy, like, Idioms. quips. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We see Will yelling at vocal adrenaline again yeah. next scene. Um, this is when Clint tells him that he has a loser mentality yes. and that vocal adrenaline isn't afraid to be the villains and that all they care about is winning. Yes. Um, and Will, and he, he also tells Will that, um, they all hate him and they all make fun of his best when and, he's not around. Yeah. And he's a joke. And that's when Will kicks him off the team. Yes. Um, and Clint's like, I am the team. <laughs> Which, okay, here is my thing. So they made a point explicitly at the beginning of this episode that the vocal adrenaline kids are cutthroat because while they're rehearsing, one of the kids falls on his face and everyone just keeps going around him. They just keep dancing. Which makes me think 
wouldn't this be an awesome opportunity for Vocal Adrenaline for all the other dudes in Vocal Adrenaline to be like, oh, I can be the star now. Right, exactly. So I don't understand why, like, I mean, obviously Clint's upset, but like Vocal Adrenaline, I don't understand why they're not supporting this when it's like, this is cutthroat and like, you could be the star now. Well, okay. So you have a point. You have a, a very definite point. The reason why they don't is because they can't. They don't want to write more characters right. in Vocal Adrenaline. It's yeah. too much work. Right. They might as well just have Clint and like maybe make that blonde girl talk again. Right. Which, and, and we're not. That's the other thing. We don't have enough time yeah. to flesh this out. So and if we did, I'd be interested. Right. Like I'm interested in seeing the dynamics of Vocal Adrenaline. Yeah. Because they're a good show choir. <laughs> right. Um. And I, like when Clint yells, "I am the team," I was sort of either expecting, um. Like the like all of vocal adrenaline to get up and like follow him right and like if he if that didn't happen have him be like impotently upset that that right. didn't happen yeah but none of that no. goes well, down well that there's a weird tense moment at the end where he like storms out and then Will is like okay everyone warm up and then like he turns his back and we can see behind him that everyone's just still sitting mm-hmm. but then they start to get up as the scene ends well it's because they care about winning and they know they have to rehearse right but I I. I agree that, like, it felt like there should have been a beat there where, yeah. like, they were either going to, like, all form a coup against Will or whatever, or, like... The next yeah. dude was going to stand right. out of the pack and be like, I'm the new Clint now. Right. But anyway, none of that happens. Instead, we move to the apart- Will's apartment at where night. he's, like, aggroing at the stroller because yeah. he's having frustration about his job. So when Emma comes to be like, hey, can you, um... Not... Do not, that. <laughs> like, yell at the stroller or, like, break anything. He's like, I hate my job! I hate it! But I love money! <laughs> yeah, I so... love fancy things because they make me feel like a man! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Emma's like, um, okay, so if you hate your job this much, you should probably quit. Yeah. Um, it's not like we would but be destitute. Be yeah. destitute, be... There's, like, something about food stamps or right. something, which is, like, hmm... And Will's like, I know plenty of teachers who are, oh, you know, sometimes you just have to put your principles aside when you need to feed your children. And Emma's like, um, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you need to have principles. Yeah. Um, which, like, this whole conversation, Emma does a great job of comforting him, but yeah. Will just seems like an impotent child. Right. And, um, I hate him. The end. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, I will say that this is actually somewhat resonant though in that like it there are like there, yeah. this is a this, world corrupted by capitalism yep. there are a lot of people who are in shitty jobs because they think that they need to be in them in order yes. to have things yes. so uh, there is a there is a bit of like you know resonance for me here but will also has the line all this extra stuff makes me feel like more of a man which i was like well, that's your problem. You're an idiot. Like, yeah, you've you vocalized it now. Can you yeah. notice how ridiculous that is? Yeah, you, you've tied your masculinity to owning things. <laughs> to material that's, things. That's even worse than, like, other toxic masculinity. Like, that's a billion times worse, you idiot. But anyway. Well, it's uh, purely American. Good job, right, Will. exactly. Um, we go to Rachel's basement for the next scene for the actual party. Um, and we see Sam mixing up drinks. Yes. Handsome to Kurt at the beginning of the scene is like, put a little, some extra in there for you, Kurt. Wink. And so we're to, okay, we are led to believe that this is a party with 
young 20s folks right. and high schoolers. Yes. Um, the high schoolers are mostly in vests, for the most part. Um, yes. And... Um, it's because the twins both wear really ugly vests. <laughs> well, they wear, like, weird, like, leather outfits with chains. Like, Well, no, okay, so Madison wears, like, silver pants from 2011. Yes. And a vest. Yes. That has a silver, like, You're right. panel yeah. in the back. Yeah. And then her brother, is his name Mason? Mason? Yes. Um, he also wears a vest, but his is black. And also has, like, a lot of, like, dangly gold chains gold on chains. it. Yeah. And then Spencer's in, like, a normal person outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so is Roderick. And um, so is Jane. Yeah. Kitty's in, like, a normal-ish outfit. Party too. dress. But, yeah. The two of them are definitely outliers on this one. But anyway, so... It's, uh, I, I sort of like the idea that most of the costuming in this episode's a little janky, but I like the idea that, like, the twins are just sort of weird. Yes. Like... No, I agree. I Because they are, like... That's, that's the best um, character trait out of any of these, char- like, new characters. Right. Except for Spencer becoming part of the team, of course. Of course. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, that they're just sort of I don't know, sort of off. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, then J- I wish Jane actually had a character trait. A character trait that'd be awesome. But anyway, but so Roderick's only character trait is that he's fat. So <laughs> speaking of, we start with the first duet. It's Mercedes and Roderick, and they sing all about that bass because they are fat. The only which, fat characters on the show. Which is not great. Um, it's also because Megan Trainer Trainer was popular, and so like yeah. gotta get that iTunes money. It, but... It's a great song. Right. Um, it's it's not like the body positivity song because it still predisposes that a man's gaze is where you get all your value, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than other songs, <laughs> but still not great. Um, but uh, yeah. So there's booze at this party. Yes. Um, Rachel and Sam are flirting. Um, yeah, there's there's a bit during the song where Mason juggles. Um, yeah, because he's weird. Yeah, and then Jane and Madison do like a backup dance kind of thing, which is nice. But, yeah. Um, um, Jane actually twerks. Yes. She's the only character who knows how. Um, and then we see Rachel Berry's childhood bedroom. Right. Because she brings Sam up to it. Yeah, they sneak off. Remember, this is a party where she is their teacher. Yeah. And she sneaks off during it with, like, one of the other teachers yeah. to go up to her bedroom and... Spoiler alert, they get intimate. They do. Um, so we get close-up pics of, like, Rachel's, like, memories wall. Yes. Where it's got all these pictures from high school, and she's like, I used to just sit up here in my bedroom and sing along to pictures of Patty LuPone, and now another I... person, and another person, and now I sing to pictures of my high school memories because they're so far away, and they're so happy, and I'm sad. And, and I had real friends back then. And Sam is tells her what to do. Yes. That um, she's going to become more emotionally stable and go to New York and get this part and sing beautifully on Broadway for the rest of her life. And also, she's going to keep looking at the picture of him from Rocky Horror Picture Show. In, in those the... tight gold shorts. And yeah. uh, Rachel is like, you're right. <laughs> because... <laughs> yes. That's what this show is, is men telling women what they're going to do, and then them doing it. And yes. um, then they kiss, and fuck, probably. Yeah, so they kiss, and then they, it cuts, but they definitely fucked. And also her kid, like, the students are downstairs. Yeah. Like, this is so inappropriate on so many levels. So we like, go back to the basement where MC already intros Klein. Yes. They sing a Betty Who song. Yeah, someone um, Somebody Loves, loves you, you. Yeah. Which is a great song. Betty Who is an amazing performer, and her new album is getting put out in the next few weeks, and I love her very much. Cool. Um, this song is 
Well, the best cover. No, it's kind of marred by the fact that as they sing it, um, they find boxes of random costume shit. The dress-up fins are sort of cute. Um, like, Spencer puts on, like, a bright pink petticoat and a cowboy hat, and yes. Kurt is in, like, a spaceman helmet. There's boas. There's, like, a weird shot, like, as they're singing of Kurt just, like, whipping the boa around. Yes. And, like, the shot's only the boa. Right, well, so that's my other Super thing. Super weird. The, the shots in this number suck. Um, there's a lot of really rapid shots of random people doing things. Like, yeah. kind of dancing, but not really. Messing with these props, like... And then there's Blaine looking at Kurt. Right. And then Kurt just, like, paying attention to the song and looking right. straight forward. And then yes. Blaine looking at Kurt again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very rapid, like, switching between all these little, like, yeah. viewpoints. And it's just... I mean, I like the song, but, like, it's just, I didn't, it's yeah, not Yeah, I mean, it's pretty emotionally devoid. Uh, and we see Clayton doing immediate walking out, like... Yes. Blaine is leaving. Blaine is leaving. Kurt is walking him out. And um, Kurt's like, oh, are you sure you want to leave? We're not finished in there. And Blaine's like, I gotta go. And they talk about how this duet, they sounded the best... They have since their first duet. Yes. Maybe it's cold outside, except I loved American Boy. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Whatever. Um, uh, Curtis first like, oh, I can't remember what our first duet was. And then says it, oh, it's baby, it's cold outside. I wanted to kiss you while we sang it. And Blaine's like, oh, but why didn't you? Yeah, and then they talk about how they were in love forever or whatever. And yeah, then... don't forget about Jeremiah from The Gap. <laughs> yeah, and then Blaine, to shut up Kurt, Kisses him. Yeah. And then runs away. Yep. Literally. <laughs> like, literally runs away. So. Um, and Kurt just, like, looks at him and time after time starts playing yes. in the background. Which is like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we cut to some karaoke realness back in Rachel's basement. <laughs> yes. Where Sam and Rachel sing time after time. Yep. It's long. It, um, it yep. takes a while to get to the chorus and the bridge. You know how it'd be. And even when it does, you're still not all that satisfied with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, especially because they don't do the version of the song that like ends with a with a like you know how um, there could be a more concluding note. Yes. Like, instead of time after time, it could be time after time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know what no, I mean? it's it's cut obviously, but yeah. the the other big thing during this number, um, there's like weird mood lighting in the basement. No one dances; they all just sit and watch. Um, Kitty is sitting on Artie's lap. No, I think she's sitting next to him. She has her hand on his lap at one point, but then takes it off at mm-hmm. another point. All right. Um, but anyway, then we get a like weird transition. Kitty takes a picture of them, and it becomes a picture that's on the wall. Yeah. And then we see Rachel and Sam start scrapbooking the pictures that are on the wall. Yeah, there's like a sequence of a lot of the new directions, like yes. helping Rachel pack up her childhood bedroom and yeah. like taking the pictures off the wall to put them in a scrapbook where they turn into gifts. Right. So, um, yeah, they have moving pictures. It looks like an iMac movie. Yeah. And also is the worst Harry Potter crossover ever. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, yeah, it's stupid. It's so dumb. It's um, pretty ridiculous. And the gifts, like, are of, like, baby Rachel and, like... And Mercedes and, and Kurt and, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, I remember those moments in the show. <laughs> I mean, okay. maybe if I was watching on TV, I wouldn't because they had so much distance between this and that but yeah i mean they don't like 
encourage like happy feelings inside of yeah, me or there, anything. There's no emotional resonance. And like this is a plot devoid of anything because like who gives a shit? Rachel's a like twenty two year old. Yeah. I don't care if I she mean, has to move out of her parents' I house. I honestly don't care if she has to move out of her parents' house for real. Um because like they foot the bill like when well, she was renting before, so they probably will again. Well like, and didn't um uh didn't Leroy say that she could live with him anyway? Yeah. Like so it's not like she's homeless. It's just that she's, like, sad about her childhood or something. And, like, I just hate <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> anyway. I, I understand. It's a, it's a time of transitioning. But also, like, Rachel did get a bunch of emotional support last week. You yeah. hope that she has the, like, chops to deal with this, like, yeah. sort of normal thing to happen to her. Yeah. Sure. Okay, the next scene is... Um, in the locker room, it's a... It's a locker room talk. It's a locker room talk between the only two trans characters because they're talking because they're trans. Yes. Um, Sheldon is here and Unique enters and I guess they're BFFs. Yeah, I mean... Which makes sense because Sheldon's been around. Right. Which, Sheldon saw Unique perform the, the role of the Virgin Mary. Right. Well, and wasn't... The best role that has ever happened. Didn't Unique try out for West Side Story and stuff? Like, they've had a lot of interactions. No, Unique, Unique wasn't around for West Side Story, but, like, maybe what was the, the other show one? after? Grease? Grease. 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 Was yeah. Unique even in that production? No, I think Unique oh, tried no, out. Oh, no, she tried but, out for Rizzo. Right. And then they were like, no, you're trans, you can't have this. Right, exactly. So, ah! But yeah, no, so uh, there's definitely precedent for them to know each other and be friendly. Yeah, but, and they're friend- more friendly now because right. um, they have a the trans shared, bond, yeah. which is cool. Um, Unique is like, why didn't you tell me I had to get my gossip from Will Schuster, of all people? <laughs> yeah. And Sheldon apologizes um, and talks about how... Um, he feels normal inside, right? Um, and that wish and wishes that everyone else um, would just, see him as normal so yeah. that he could fit in, right? And Unique is like, "Well, you're special. Sorry, <laughs> yes. Um, and, and you're brave enough to get something you want, which is what makes you special, right? And Unique also says that you're not alone. Yes, yeah, because Sheldon Sheldon talks about how he feels very alone, <laughs> um, and Unique's like, "Well, I'm here." Um, they also, here I am, I've been here for two seasons. Yeah, they also, it, there's also a little bit where it's like also Sheldon kind of plays like a mentor-ish role to Unique. Yeah. In that Unique asks some questions about like, did it hurt? To, yeah, because like, we're, talk, we're yeah. talking about surgery a little bit. Um, yeah. And Sheldon's like, oh, it felt like a bag of hammers on my chest, but this is like the way I but was, it was supposed to be. But it was worth it, yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Um, I mean, I get that like cis people when they tell a trans story are like so surgery has to be part of this right which it doesn't <laughs> I mean obviously not but like I do I yeah. do kind of like the idea that like it's not just unique being like oh I'm here for you mm-hmm. it's also Sheldon in a sense also being there for you yeah being it's nice like that sort it's... of a mentor yeah. for for like doing like major transition right. choices yeah. that unique I guess hasn't made or anything because right. we haven't seen any of that happen um, but well, it's yeah, and they're completely still, val- yeah. it's completely valid that maybe Unique is um, growing and changing as a character. We just don't get to see any of it. Right, because supposedly she's going to a different high school or something. They yeah. never talked about that. Well, she no, just has all the time in the world no, to assemble Sue, the trans choir. Well, yeah, but like Sue did say that. I know that Sue said that she moved everyone to other, col- um, other high schools, but... Right. Yeah, anyway, so okay. we move on to the next scene. Clint uh, is telling Will that a booster... Uh, 
Jimbo Wilson, which I assume is the person we saw at the beginning. Yeah, called Principal Gunderson. Yeah. Um, which feels like a reference to something. Gunderson. I don't know. Um, reinst- so, uh, Clint was reinstated by Principal Gunderson to yeah. VA. Um, and Will placates to Vocal yes. Adrenaline, being like, you were right, winning is the most important thing, and I'm going to show you that I know what psychological warfare is all about. Okay, we're going to prank. No. And we're going to do it the VA way. By the way, here's a gang sign. <laughs> VA. Yeah. Um, I sort of like the kind of like VA, like, <laughs> like hand sign thing that Will did, because it was like, oh, maybe oh there God. is like some backstory to this group. I, you know, I think that that would be a really fascinating season of Glee is for, is to see, like, these kids who only care about winning transform through the power of music right. or something. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't think Glee could tell that story competently, so and, maybe it's better that they're doing this. Yeah, and also Will sucks, and I don't like that he's such a main focus of this episode, so. Yeah, true. Okay, we go to... Uh, the apartment of yes. Blaine and Dave. Yes. And they are arriving home. From a football thing, which Blaine did say to Kurt he had to leave early because they had to, like, a 5 a.m. football thing or something. They had to leave, they had to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to, like, a football thing the next morning. Ew. Yeah, but anyway, so they're they're chatting, by which I mean Dave is talking at Blaine because yes. Blaine is not being very talkative. Um, Dave is talking about the clumsy, fat-ass Craig on yep. defense. Yep. Sure. Um, and Blaine is just, like, staring at a wall. Yes. <laughs> and Dave is like, hey, what's up? Yep. It's super weird since Rachel's party. What happened? Yep. Um, and, uh, Blaine is like... Oh, we, I sang a duet I sang a duet with Kurt. I didn't and, want to tell you, but here we are. And Dave's like, um, why would I be upset about that? You're singing with him all the time. And also, and then, yeah, it's something else. And then else. Blaine, like, shakes his head a little bit. And, and Dave's like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, who kissed who? Yep, and then um, Blaine doesn't Blaine answer. Never answers. We see eight, eight discreet sponges which is on the, the sink. Which is the right number of sponges to have. I want to make it. I want to make a statement here right now. More sponges, more good. Also, their apartment in general is just super cute. I it love their cute. little apartment. They, they have a neon like rainbow. <laughs> yes. That was just on when they came in the room. It's not very energy saving, but whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but I guess they they don't share this apartment anymore. <laughs> yeah, so yes. They have the most lackluster breakup ever, <laughs> where Dave just like explains to Blaine everything. Like, well, yeah. So Dave. You say lackluster, I say cordial and mature, because Dave is like, mm-hmm. I knew this day would come, you're still in love with Kurt, you is should go get him. Is it cordial and mature that Blaine just doesn't say anything? <laughs> yes, because Blaine sucks. Um, Instead, Dave is like, oh, I guess I should feel lucky for the months that I got to have with you. And Blaine's like, what does that mean? And Dave says, oh, well, you're still in love with him. Yes. I know that time's up. Yeah. And, um... And Blaine's like, oh, really? Right, yeah, so... Should I go? Go to him. <laughs> yeah. Go to him, Blaine. Yeah. Um, and uh, Blaine does that. He slow-mo runs in the halls of McKinley yep. um, to the choir room, I guess. Yep. When he arrives, he sees that Kurt is there, and he goes to say, like, well... And then Kurt's like, oh, what's up? And then Walter comes out from behind him. Yes. 
Because Kurt's dating Walter. Don't forget. Yes. Uh, we were discussing how he came to be dating Walter. Right. Because because um, you were pointing out that like this is obviously like Curtis like trying to get back at Blaine for dating Dave. I don't and, think like, he's like actively trying to do that right now. Right. But Walter is like a, a key piece of that plan. A key piece of the plan to make Blaine jealous. Right. Which but I because. Blaine yeah. is an old man. Right. Which, and, but I, I also want to call attention to the fact that Kurt is also dating Walter out of, like, martyrdom. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, because, you'll remember Walter, like, lied about his age or whatever. Yeah, and, then and was, Kurt wants like, to prove that he likes old people. Right. That he's not, he's not ageist, um, even though Walter lied to him to start a relationship. Yeah. So. So Blaine, to cover his ass in this moment, is like, oh, I just needed to ask Rachel something. Yeah. And then we see Rachel um, come into the room with Sam and is yeah. like, oh, Blaine, did you need to ask me something? <laughs> Which, yeah. And we find out they're they're going on a double date um, because Rachel and Walter share a love of musical flops mm-hmm. and Sam and Walter share a love of... Breadsticks, uh, chicken parm dipper balls. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. And so, but... Uh, I, I think it's okay. I think it's just chicken nuggets. <laughs> Well, they have cheese in them, though, I think. There, Yeah, there has to be Parmesan somewhere in there, but right. like, I'm pretty sure it's the chicken nuggets that you dip yeah. in marinara sauce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, uh, Blaine tries to cover his ass more and is like, oh, I forgot or I something. Forgot have fun. I to ask you to have a good time on your date. And then um, Kurt closes it off by being like, yeah, we will. Hopefully we can do a triple date sometime. You can bring Karofsky. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. we go to the... The um, trick. The, the, the uh, prank. The auditorium in McKinley. Yes. Um, where Will is... Leading Vogel Adrenaline. And they're all crouched. Yeah, they're all wearing mode. black. <laughs> yep. Stealth mode, black turtlenecks, and um, Will turns to them and is like, okay, I have two tubes of KY jelly stashed at this place, and we're gonna grab them, and we're gonna lube the stage. And they're gonna fall on their asses. Yeah, oh, just the idea that Will has lube stashed. hidden lube. Like, it's in high school? Which, to be fair, we don't know it's true, but it seems like it could be something. Yeah, and if, listen, I am very supportive of people using lube. More power to you. Yes. But, like, if you need it on any given, like, in any given moment, just have it on you. Like, in a pocket or in a bag. Don't stash it at your workplace if you work with high schoolers. Especially not at a high school. But to be fair, we do know that he and Emma were getting it on regularly. For the baby For the baby making. But that baby is here now. Right. So, but he lost his job or whatever, so maybe he just forgot to bring his lube with him. Um, anyway, so mm-hmm. we get in there, and then the lights on the auditorium stage shine on, and it's, oh no, what well, they've been tricked. And the big prank was that Whale was trying to teach them about tolerance this whole time. Yes. Um, and we see Unique standing on stage singing, yep. I Know Where I've Been. Yep. Um, which is sort of a song about racism that's kind of co-opted to be about transness. I mean, but that's fine. Yeah, that's there aren't fine. there aren't a lot of songs about transness. No, there really aren't. So, um, which uh, makes sense because the world's a bad place. Um, yeah. So we, yeah. we, their big reveal also is that there is a large choir of trans folk yes. out, out there behind you. The and trans it's choir, um, yeah. and they sing beautifully, yes. and they look like a great bunch of folks to hang out with. Yeah. Um, and everyone is crying by the yeah. end of the number. Sheldon goes and like stands in the middle yes. of this entire thing. In that last like 
conversation that Sheldon and Unique had, there was like a talk of like community and like right. trying to fit in with with other people. Right, because because they didn't want to be alone. They're they're. Yeah. yeah. So this is like a nice way to close that out. Yeah. I. And I love that there is trans representation in yes. the episode about transitioning. Yes. Um, let's talk about the problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean... Uh, so, is this plotline really about being trans? I mean, they compare it to Rachel leaving her childhood home. <laughs> so, I don't think so. No. I mean, to be fair, I, I want to give this episode more credit, though, because I do think that it is trying really hard to do something good and it's not shitting the bed like it normally like glee has normally done yeah it, it could be way more offensive <laughs> yes um, and like they actually have trans people here yes which is great like yes. uh and i guess the thing that upsets me about this plotline is that will says like offhanded like i've i spent all week right gathering these people right um, with Unique yeah. to make this trans choir to support you, Sheldon. Right. Um, I wish we had actually seen any of that. Right, well, and also... But it's, it's so that we can have the turn, I guess, at the end of the yeah. episode, where it's like, oh, he was teaching vocal adrenaline about tolerance this whole time. I mean, the other big thing is it also goes back to that same Macklemore issue, where it's like, oh, Will was putting in a lot of work yeah. for this. Where it's like, it seemed like... I would be fine with it if the episode was just like, yeah, Unique reached out to people and made this big trans choir. Like, yeah. why did Will have to be involved? I don't know. Yeah. He sucks, and I hate him. Um, so Will has a speech about how the arts mean more than winning yeah. to vocal adrenaline, um, and call, he calls them intolerant troublemakers yep. and quits. Well, Clint, I mean... Before the heat, before he quits, Clint tells him off for wasting two hours of rehearsal time yeah. by doing this little prank. We stand. Yep, and then, and then Will kind of makes. At least Clint has a goal that, yeah. like, I know, and yes. I can be like, Clint wants to win. Yeah, and he wants to do it through meticulous any means, rehearsal. Yeah, any means necessary, but mostly just rehearsing all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, Will, I I wrote down that he makes this like last ditch attempt, but I don't think that's really what it is because at this point, it seems like he's pretty he's already planned on quitting yeah, he's anyway. he's pretty resolute that, yeah. like, oh, these kids are just intolerant troublemakers and they will only be that. Right. Um, but, like, he makes this kind of a glass-ditch plea to be like, hey, don't you, you don't have to be shitty. You want to use art to help your friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, that's but, what we um, did at McKinley. Yeah. And, yeah, um, that's when he quits and then we go up to the stage where Will is, like, talking to Sheldon. Yeah. Um, and Sheldon's like, you don't need to do this. We also but... have a lot of shots in this scene of Rachel and Kurt on, like, in the wings, like, looking and, like, being, like, happy about yeah. this, I guess, which is just weird. This scene is kind of weird because it doesn't really seem to fit at all. Also, we didn't mention, but, like, Sheldon is just here. Yeah. Sheldon was just here. Well, for invited the... for the transpire. Right. I guess. But it's just, yeah. So anyway... The scene ends by Sue coming on over the intercom of, like, the booth or whatever and telling Volkadrenaline they have to get out in six minutes or else she's going to loose the hounds on them. Yeah, they have to do a death march. I didn't want to talk about that. It's not good. It's really bad. Yeah. Because she slashed the tires on their bus. Yeah, she slashed the tires on their bus, so they do have to walk home. Um, and then she does say something about a death march, which is like, okay, you wanted to talk about genocide? Why? Yeah. Um, Should you really be referencing genocide? No, no, obviously not. Um, there's no, there's no need. 
Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to find the uh, thing about the the transgender choir. Will also deli- like Will's delivery of the transgender choir line is weird. Like, it's yeah. Like, it's like we were able to gather 300 members strong for the transgender choir. It's not 80 yards like that, but it, it is weird. <laughs> The delivery is just weird. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was ADR. You um, were finding something, right? Like they worked with the Trevor yeah. Project. Yeah. To... So I think Chris was the one who pulled that up, actually. But let me just check really quick. Um. So. So the quote here is that um, Glad helped Glee recruit 200 trans extras from across the country to come to Los Angeles to participate in the episode. Yep. Many of the transgender people uh, said that they had never been in a room with that many other trans people before. The energy and the enthusiasm was, was fantastic, even though it was a very long day. Um, yeah, and you can sort of feel that. They all seem like a great bunch, and they all cry, and it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, the dialogue, okay, so all the stuff here says that there's 200 people. The dialogue says that there's 300 Right, people. which is just a bizarre... Like, why lie? Yeah, I <laughs> just don't no really understand. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like, again, yeah, that's weird, but again, I do really appreciate, like, it's, I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. Um, they chose to represent the people that they were trying to talk about. Weird. Which is like a big move for Glee. Will goes to the choir room. Yes. Uh, and he's like, this room represents who I really am. <laughs> right. And that, um, he was paid enough at Book Ladronawan that he can... Quit. Quit yeah. and figure things out. Right. Um, okay. Well, we also found out earlier that Emma's pamphlet of the month club is pulling in some money. So maybe that's Stand. helping too. Yeah. Uh, Rachel asks Will to advise yes. the directions for free. Yeah. Um, and Will says yes. Because he's a sap. He will do it um, because this choir room was the only place where he felt true identity. Um, and... He asks them for two things. One, call him Will. Well, no. One, they have to make all the decisions. Two, call him Will. Yeah, they have to make all the artistic decisions and call him Will. Uh, Kurt's like, I can't do that. (laughs) And Rachel's like, oh, I could. And then Will is like, oh, so what are we doing next week? Yeah, and Rachel's like, it's been really hard to come up with lessons. And Will's like, well, what's going on with the kids? Well, first, they tease us. They tease us because Rachel's like, well, Kurt wants to do Britney 3.0, but there just aren't any songs. And Kurt's like, there are plenty of songs. <laughs> um, and that's when Will is like, oh, but did you ask the kids if they have any personal problems that we can address? Well, and they're don't. like, oh, well, we don't talk to the kids. Uh, and, so, and Will, to me, the last line of the episode, Will, the first half is great because Will's like, oh, you should try talking to them. The, the last line of the episode is, like, so cringy. Yeah, that I don't want to say. Essentially, essentially, he just compliments them for giving him a job, I guess. Well, what he's like, he's like, oh, well, you should talk to them because maybe they could become your best friends. Oh, my God, And Will. then he, like, touches both, of, so both of their knees. And the episode is over. Yeah. It, it, like, zooms out of the, like, across the door or something. But, yeah, I just, oh, my God. So, this episode is um, better than it what could have been. Oh, absolutely. So, that's something. Yeah. Well, then, let's, I mean, do you want to just move on to the podcast business, then, to kind of get into these yeah. wrap-up thoughts? You know oh, I'm all, all about, about that, that podcast, 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 podcast business. Podcast business. <laughs> okay, that's 
that's not the tune at all. Time after, after podcast business. business. Pun after, after business. business. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Uh, first off is gold stars. Yes. Um, I'm first this week, right? Sure. I'm going to choose unique. Cool. Um, with a special mention for Sheldon. Yep. That's, it's great, because my choice was Sheldon with a special mention for Unique. Because fuck Will and fuck Rachel. And it's the episode called Transitioning, so <laughs> our gold stars should be for the trans characters. Yes. Um, and now we're going to do best number. Yes. We'll list them off. Okay. Cool. It feels yeah. like they don't sing a lot in this episode. They did, though, because they start with, you give love a bad name. We hear, then, like, maybe a verse. Whatever, it's in the thing, so. Um, and then we move to Same Love. Uh, are you good over there? Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> cool. They move to Same Love, um, and then they go to... Oh, God. Okay, you're right. There's not a lot. Um, <laughs> then they move to All About That Face yeah. at, the, at the party, and then Somebody Loves You, also at the party, and then Time After Time, also at the party. Yep. And then... Uh, the last number, I know where I've been with the big transpire. That's going to be my best number for the episode. Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously. Like, I mean, there are, like, some of the other numbers are, like, they're obviously well done. Glee doesn't really do a bad job of singing. Like, like the the well, they, sonic they, experience they, is they good. They need to produce the iTunes singles still because right. that's the only part of this show that's financially viable. Right. Um, because they can't do any sort of, like, advertisements inside of the show because nobody's watching it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the, and... the kids bop nature of the show is all that's really left. Yeah, um, Unique's voice is yeah, I mean, fantastic. And yeah. when she sings in the episode, it's great. Which, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I love Unique's parts in Same Love. So, like, yeah. that's also pretty good. But, like, yeah. So but, like, the Macklemore cringe is too, it's too it's strong. It's too real, yeah. So, yeah, so I know where I've been is the best number, for sure. Um, So let's move to the last piece, the slushy rating. Yeah. Uh, out of five slushies, how many slushies have we thrown at this episode? Three. There's just yeah. too much will. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm doing two. Um, I Total agreement, too much will. Honestly, too much Rachel. Like, Rachel's, I hate her. Too she- much will, too much Rachel, and then... Like, the clan, the clan shit is, like, it's just too much. Yeah. Like, I get it. These characters are going to end up together. This is just stupid. And then, like, Dave just, like... Be, like, acquiescing. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, being like, oh. Go I, to him. I knew our time was limited. I'm so glad I got to love you for the moments I did. Go to him. Go to him and confess your love. I mean, I liked it, but that's fine. You can not like that. Um, <laughs> so, like, anyway. What was even the point of them being together, other than, like, blame manipulating Kurt? Like, I don't... That was it. That was the point. Anyway, so, also, Dave is a good person now. Mm, um, okay. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it two, mostly because, you know, the big trans choir, like, how can the I not? The big trans like, choir is great. so good. Um, but, like, what if the big trans choir had Was been... what the show was. Yeah. Like, that would have been much better. What, what if, but, okay, I'm envisioning, like, a show, right, that, like, these characters come together, like, once a week for their trans choir rehearsal, well, okay, and then we yeah. just see, like, little snippet stories of, like, them just out in their daily lives. I I honestly would have been more happy with this episode if it had just been about gathering all of these trans mm-hmm. people from across the country to come to this big trans choir yeah. event. That would have been cool. That would have been way better than what this was, but... 
I mean, again, this wasn't that bad. And we would get to see Unique, I don't know, posting an ad on Craigslist or something? <laughs> I don't know how they gather no, these I, people. No, to be fair, I meant in, like, okay. real life. In, like, the real life people. Oh, like, more like a documentary of, oh, like... Oh, of them just, like, getting on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, nice. meeting up, like, like, it's in the thing. Like, yes. some of them were like, I've never been in the same room as this many trans people before. Yeah, like, having been, that community yeah. and um, healing moment to sing that big song. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it's fine. It, we're we're done with this episode. And in conclusion, we would have preferred a documentary about the show being made rather than the show itself. <laughs> Which honestly doesn't actually sound like it either. Um. So then, so it's fine. That's this week's episode. Um. All in all, not as bad as it could have been. Which you I know, guess. gold star really, I guess. Um. So What's we next week? we have one more. No, that's a lie. We have so many more episodes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. We we next week we're coming back. It is Britney 3.0 in a sense, um, because it's season six, episode eight, a wedding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not gonna sing any Britney numbers. You don't know that. Britney mm-hmm. S. Pierce is a main character. Yeah. Okay. So the Britannia wedding, I'm not like mad at it. I'll be right. happy to watch it. Gonna go watch it right now, probably. What if it's a trick and they're gonna actually show us the claim? No. <laughs> anyway, no. So yeah. So that's next week. Um. In the meantime, of course, we are available on Twitter, email. Uh, we have an Instagram. Yeah, our yeah. email is at snmhakeley at gmail and our Twitter handle is snmhakeley. Yep. And if you have any thoughts or feelings, you can hit us up there for those. Yep. Uh, until then, we'll see you next week, though. Yeah, we're glad to be back. Um, we're almost there. So everyone just hold tight, I guess. Um, but yeah. And so until next week, when we come back for season six, episode eight, a wedding, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie and we hate Glee. From the top. Wow. Shots fired. Sorry, uh, Avengers Endgame. You were boring. I mean, let's be real, it was. The big fight scene Can we be real that Avengers Endgame was boring? Like, all the time travel stuff. It's not boring. It's mind-bogglingly stupid. (laughs) Yeah. There's a big difference. If it had been boring, if the time travel had made sense, it would have been boring. But the time travel didn't make a lick of sense, so it was stupid instead. Yeah, I mean... I guess I just don't have all that much emotional investment in Tony Stark, like, as Oh, I don't either. Yeah. So, like, seeing him with, like, his daughter, I guess, and then it's like, oh, wait, so you're not going to time travel for all these, all these years are still going to exist. You're just going to, like, add people back in. Right, exactly. So they're, like, five years in the future now, after, like, an apocalyptic cataclysmic event. How old is Natasha going into Black Widow? Who knows? I mean, honestly, I thought it was an origin story. So, I thought it was in the past. Oh, Black Widow? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was in the past. I have no idea. I'm not following up anymore, so... Because I... From what I... Okay. So, Natasha was uh, trained to be a Russian spy, like, as a young person, it seems. And then she goes undercover to Stark Industries. And becomes an American. Becomes an American, and then is also working with Nick Fury. Right. Because... Vis-a-vis became an American. Yeah, well, Nick Fury probably saved her out of this, like, Russian spy thing. Sure. Because that's what he need, does, We right? need more Nick <laughs> Nick Fury hero complex. That's all he does, is just, like... Rescue the orphans. Yeah. Well, he, in Captain Marvel, he wasn't too bad. 
No, I do. I mean, I'm not saying it's He has, like, the gummy young face and, like, old man body that is, like... Weird. Just weird, but... I thought he was good. I mean, I like Captain Marvel. That's because the main character is a woman. It's also Brie Larson. And it's Brie Larson. Oh, man. She's... She's amazing. Yes. Beautiful. So, we need to talk about Glee. Why wasn't her haircut, like, a major plot point of (laughs) Avengers Endgame? (laughs) I I know it wasn't audible, but I rolled my eyes very hard (laughs) right there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha!